0: Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast for week 14 in the NFL. We are presented by BetOnline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. Just use the promo code PODCAST1 to get a 50% sign-up bonus today. He is Steve Fezik. You all know it by now. Say it with me. The only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of Professional Football Gambling, the Super Contest, out at the Westgate Casino. Unbelievable that he won that two times. If you want to check him out on Twitter, it's at Fezzik Sports, except no imposters, because there are some imposters out there. So Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, former NFL offensive lineman, having a really nice year here on the Even Money Podcast. Up 28 units after I picked up a unit in week 13. Steve was up four units, so he is now double digits for the year. He is up 11 units, so hopefully we can finish this thing strong for you guys. We were 2-1 and on our three best bets, so that was pretty good as well for you. We're keeping it rolling there in the positive. That's 23 wins, 14 losses, two pushes on the best bets to this point. Um, So before we dive into the breakdown and the recap of last week, Steve, so everybody can always check us, make sure we're on the up and up. If we're ever wrong, you can let us know at Ross Tucker NFL, at Fezzik Sports. I should mention Uh, The Birdman, Todd Bergman, at LBirdman on Twitter does a great job grading for us. It's much appreciated. You can also uh, check out all of our podcasts at RTF Podcast. That's Brian's Twitter handle where we post the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and Fantasy Feast and everything else. Before we dive into it, though, Steve, you know what we're trying to do. We're trying to keep our money – And make more money, which is why we recommend Keeps. We know some of you are losing your hair, like me. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. It stinks, not going to lie. But there are things you can do about it. In fact, there are a couple of FDA-approved hair loss products out there. FDA-approved, that's the key. One of them is a pill. The other one is a topical. I had already been taking them both for years until I heard about keeps. And now I don't have to go to the doctor anymore. I don't have to go to the drugstore anymore. I just do this online, take a couple pictures. Doctor says, yep, you qualify. Boom. They send me both in the mail, which is key. Saves me time, saves me money. If you are ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash evenmoney, and you get your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash evenmoney. Again, keeps.com slash evenmoney. You get your first month of treatment for free. All right, Steve, so let's start with the Thanksgiving Day games. Our first best bet was under on the bears and the lions. And it was under 39, which actually was looking pretty good initially with Trubisky and Jeff Driscoll. And then we found out the night before the game that it would actually be David Blau starting, which made me feel even better about it. And of course the lions come out and score touchdowns on their first two drives. David Blau throwing bombs, the bears having dropped coverages, even though they have a good defense that hurt. And Mitch Trubisky played the best game of his entire life. And they still only scored 44 points total. So we lost that unit, Steve. But I'm feeling pretty good about things, considering the dropped coverages by the Bears and Trubisky had the best game of his life. And we still only missed it by one score.
1: Yeah, and the Bears, I'm not going to fault them. They expected, obviously, Blau to just dink and dunk as most rookie quarterbacks would do there. And he threw over the top of them. So credit to Blau and the Lions.
0: Next game on Thanksgiving uh, that we had a bet on was the Bills and the Cowboys. I showed some faith in uh, my beloved Buffalo Bills. They were getting seven points. I put two units on them. I thought the Cowboys would win the game, but the Bills would keep it close. Wow. The Bills were pretty dominant. They won the game 26 to 15. A very impressive win by the Bills on Thanksgiving. So that was two units for me there. Uh, Neither one of us played the Falcons or the Saints game. So we can move on to Sunday football Packers-Giants. This was another best bet for us. Uh, We both had the Packers laying the six and a half points of the Giants-Giants they smoked them 31 13. Even in the snow, Steve, the Packers hammered the Giants, who are a very, very bad football team. Uh, so we were both up two units there.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that the snowy conditions probably favored Green Bay in retrospect. They're more used to it. And bottom line, Green Bay has some awful, awful stats for the year. They've been outgained on average 60 yards per game in the past six games, and they got outgained in this game. But um, didn't matter. Too many mistakes by the Giants.
0: So the next game is Washington, Carolina. I passed. You leaned Carolina. Wow, the Redskins won that one outright. And that was the final straw for Ron Rivera. Good thing it was just a lean. We get to San Francisco and Baltimore. I had faith that the Ravens machine would keep running. And I put two units on the Ravens laying the six points. Credit to the Niners. Uh, number one, Marcus Peters had a horrendous game. He gave Debo Samuel a touchdown. He gave uh, Raheem Mostert a touchdown. And the Niners actually did a pretty good job of slowing down the Ravens. Ravens won the game 20-17, to but I lost my two units there. Tennessee, Indy. You leaned Tennessee. I leaned Indy. Tennessee won by two touchdowns. They're playing very well right now. Then you get to the Eagles and the Miami Dolphins. The total was 45 and a half. Unbelievable, by the way, Steve. Absolutely unbelievable that the Eagles would allow 37 points to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins. I mean, the Eagles defense had been playing great. The Dolphins' offense had been doing nothing. The Eagles' offense had been doing nothing. I mean, this is one, Steve, where it's just, what are you going to do? 68 points, 37-31, I got annihilated.
1: And how much credit do we have to give Ryan Fitzpatrick since he came back in that Washington game? He is just the consummate, um, pretty darn good quarterback on bad teams. Year after year, he um, puts up the magics, um, maybe not consistently, but it's always there for some of his games.
0: Um, so I lost two more units there. Then you get to Oakland, Kansas City. Uh, the Chiefs blew them out. You leaned Kansas City. I leaned Oakland. No official plays there. Tampa Bay and Jacksonville, I did put one unit on the Bucks, getting a point. They beat the Jags pretty convincingly. Nick Foles benched 28-11 favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Our next best bet was the Cincinnati Bengals at home getting three and a half points against the Jets and they destroyed them, Steve, 22 to six. Another best bet comes through for us.
1: Yeah, and the Jets did not make it into the red zone. So if you were watching for the Jets on the Red Zone channel, you're still waiting to see the green of the New York Jets. Uh, Bengals, whole new attitude when they went with Dalton signal to the players hey
0: we're still trying to win next game was the cardinals and the rams this is another one where i was way off on and i felt pretty good about it when i made the bet i put two units on the arizona cardinals at home getting three points they got destroyed rams came to play jared Goff had a terrific game the cardinals couldn't do anything and so kudos tip of the cap to the L.A. Rams, that was two units I lost there. They got destroyed. Uh, Chargers, Broncos, we both passed that game. Our last best bet was the Steelers getting two units or two points from the Cleveland Browns. You put one unit on it. I put two units on it. It was a best bet. And the Steelers won 20-13. to 13. So I I won two units there. You won one unit there. Then for the Patriots and the Texans, man, the Patriots offense had really been struggling. Well, actually, let me get your thoughts, Steve, on the, the Brown Steelers first.
1: Yeah, I think it was an example of line value where two weeks ago, Cleveland was laying three at home. And then you fast forward to this game and Cleveland was laying two on the road in a bad spot with arguably the revenge game of the year for the Steelers. So um, those spots along with line value can really come through for you.
0: Yeah, they sure can um, Patriots Texans. Uh, I felt pretty good about the under 44 and a half with the way the Patriots D had been playing with the way the Patriots offense had been playing, but the Texans found a way to score four touchdowns. One was kind of a trick play, but they got it done, give them credit. They win the game 28-22. So it ended up being hitting the over 50 points. I was surprised by that, so I lost one unit there. And then uh frustrating loss Monday night. I had two units on the Vikings getting 3 points. They end up losing 37-30 to the Seahawks. I really thought I was going to end up losing by one point, Steve, when the uh when Dan Bailey missed an extra point and it should have been 34-31. I thought, oh my gosh, that would have been my push. And it said, I'm going to lose two units, which I did.
1: Yep. Um, good rap. And I have to ask you one question from the week, Ross. And we've been talking about this for years. So Anthony Lynn and the Chargers, they lose a game. It's tied. There's eight seconds left. Denver has the ball, I think right around their own 30. And at this point in time, these NFL teams, millions and millions and millions of dollars of coaches' dollars spent. How can none of the coaches... Go ahead and let the players know, look, just mug all the receivers on the line of scrimmage, take a defensive holding call, and then there'll be one second left, and they they can't do anything. Instead, they allow the receivers to release and get hit with a pass interference penalty. How do they not realize that that's what they should be doing on defense?
0: Well, it is what they should be doing, but I need to check on that, because I know that there was some type of rule change that they made. I don't remember what it was, Steve. But somebody did this a couple of years ago, and there was some answer to that, some type of rule change. I don't remember exactly what the rule change was, but they did make some rule change. I don't know what it was or how it's officiated, but I'm going to look into that or ask somebody this week because you're right. I, I think it's I think it prevents you from doing it two plays in a row, something like that. Exactly,
1: exactly uh, right. So, for instance, if there's – if there's 40 seconds left and you have your ball on your own 10, I can't just go ahead and mug all your receivers on ba- on every play because on the second play there will be no time run off the clock. But you can do it for one play, and the bottom line, Ross, is you don't have to – I mean, you can just hold. You can just hold like like teams do that, that all the time. And you don't let the receivers release, and you don't have to be blatant about it, but you can't just let them go down the field like that I mean, I I know it's still unlikely that they would score, but literally there's a 0% chance if you just go ahead and take them out at the line of scrimmage.
0: It's a really good point, Steve, really good point. Uh, so for the week, um, officially you were up four units. I was actually down one unit. Uh, Birdman, I think you missed my two-unit loss on the Eagles-Dolphins under. So um, I was uh, down one unit. You were up four units. And so for the season, I am up twenty-six units, you are up eleven units, and actually also, Birdman, it looks like you missed one of our best bets because we were three and one on the best bets. The only one we lost was the Lions and Bears under. We won on the Green Bay, we won on Cincinnati, and we won on Pittsburgh. So for the season, we have twenty-four wins, fourteen losses, and two pushes. On the best bets, and it is time to dive into Week 14 in the NFL.
2: And our Week 14 lines presented by BetOnline.ag using that promo code Podcast One Ross. Let's start it off with Thursday Night Football. The Dallas Cowboys laying three points, the Chicago Bears with a total of forty-two and a half.
0: I think I kind of got to ride the the Bears here. Um, the Bears have been playing better football. They're playing at home. It's really hard to have any faith in the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are a better team. I think the Cowboys are more talented. Who knows what ends up happening in this game, but they have not shown an ability to perform well against decent teams. And right now the bears, the way Trubisky just played, the bears are a decent team. I'm a little tempted to take the under again. I'm not going to, I haven't seen the weather. Have you seen the weather for Thursday night in Chicago, Steve?
1: I have not checked as of yet. I'll pull that up here in one minute.
0: Yeah, I have not looked at that either yet. But um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to put two units on the Bears, getting the three points. I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if they won the game. If they lose, I think it's a close game. Showing some faith in the Bears. They've got some momentum. Trubisky played well against the Lions. And I'll put two units on the Bears.
1: Looks like Thursday night, partly cloudy in Chicago, right around 40 degrees. So balmy weather. For the Windy City, certainly not for Maui. Um, I too will look towards the Bears in this game. Bottom line is, we talk about coaching all the time, and I am not a fan of the Cowboys coaching staff. And, you know, as I'm watching Maher miss 35 yard field goals against Buffalo, two of them, I'm thinking back to when he missed the 57 yard field goal on their first drive a couple weeks ago, and what a horrible decision in retrospect that really is because. Here's Garrett saying, oh, my kicker can make a 57-yarder when he can't even make a 37-yarder. Um, and I'm, I'm very worried about the Cowboys and their mindset in terms of um, uncertainty about what's going to happen in the future and talks finally that Garrett might get replaced. But the Cowboys do have incredibly good stats for an average team, and that's what's going to keep me from making a big bet on it. But why not? I'll go ahead and play Chicago one unit best bet.
0: The best bet.
2: All right, Steve. On to Sunday. Let's start in Baltimore. Actually, with Baltimore, five and a half point favorites. They are at the Buffalo Bills with a total of forty-three and a half.
1: All right. So Buffalo. How much different would we be thinking about Buffalo if they had won that game against New England, where they dominated the stats? They won the stats by 150 yards. They lost the game 16 to 10 on a block punt and some other. Um, Stuff that New England seems to do on a weekly basis. If Buffalo won that game, both these teams would be ten and two, and what would this line be? Maybe two and a half. But because Buffalo is only nine and three and they're under the radar, they're catching five and a half points. And let's face it, eight straight wins for Baltimore. Teams in the NFL don't go fourteen and two; they lose games selectively, and they finish twelve and four. And this looks like the type of game they would lose. Give me the Bills plus five and a half two units.
0: You know, I've kind of gone back and forth on this one. You know, I I think you know how how the affinity I have for the Ravens and their offense, how hard it is to defend. But up in Buffalo, I feel like McDermott and that coaching staff will do as good a job as anybody in terms of how to defend that thing. And I'm kind of with you on the Bills, the way they're playing right now. They actually got extra time to prepare for this one. They played on Thanksgiving, extra time to to get ready for the Ravens. So I'm going to go with you. I'm going to put two units on the Bills, getting five and a half points. Um, And it's uh, another best bet, two best bets to start things off today. The best bet.
2: See if we can make it three for three, Ross. This time it's the Washington Redskins. They're getting 13 points. They're at the Green Bay Packers, a total of 42.
0: Man, 13 points is a lot for a team that's won a couple games in a row. They're running the ball very effectively. I think they'll try to run it right down the Packers' throats. (sighs) Man, I'm going to hate myself, but I'm going to do it. One unit on the Redskins getting 13 points. Um, I feel like this is a trap, Steve, that I'm falling into. Uh, But they've been playing pretty decent on the defensive side of the ball. They're running it pretty well. I think they'll just try to pound the Packers, play keep away, if you will. So one unit, Redskins getting 13 points.
1: Yeah, I'll lean to the Redskins. I hate Haskins at quarterback. I hate the spot for the Redskins. They get a win as a double-digit dog. Then they go back out on the road as a double-digit dog again, and that's oftentimes the spot where a team gets crushed. But – um I do like what Washington's doing with the running game. I do like that Geis came back, and he's been very good. And now he and AP apparently have really good chemistry in terms of, um, you know, who's going to be in and who's going to take the carries and the like. And Green Bay is overrated massively. Their record's so much better than their underlying stats. But because I can't stand Haskins at quarterback, I'll just make it a
2: lean. Steve, Denver Broncos at the Houston Texans with Houston laying 9.5 points and a total of 41.5.
1: So very worried about how Houston's going to react to upsetting the Super Bowl champions. That's typically not a good situation for a team to be in. However, Denver just got as phony a phony win as you'll see against the Chargers, where they got outgained by more than 100 yards. Don't trust Drew Locke at quarterback. I'll pass.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pass that one as well. I'd probably lean Denver to keep it close, but I feel like there's too much of an unknown with Locke right now.
2: San Francisco 49ers. Ross, they're at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, San Francisco getting three points in this one. Total here, 44.
0: Well, the Saints have been very good. And I guess they're saying that these two teams are even if the Saints are laying three points here. Um, I, I think the Saints have been very good, but I think the Niners are excellent. I think the Niners come to play every week. Wouldn't be surprised if the Niners win the game outright. If they do lose, I think it's a very close game. Again, I'm sure Steve's going to say something about traveling to the East two weeks in a row, and I'm, and I'm sure he's right about that. Uh, I don't care. I'm putting two units on the Niners, getting the three points against the Saints.
1: Yeah, and I guess going to New Orleans is not exactly like going to Miami, so not quite as, as far as the travel, but certainly the same start time. Um, but San Francisco is indeed the better team, And you know at three, absolutely sure. I will take a shot with the better team. And Drew Brees has looked very good so far. But um, I got to tell you, at 40 years old, this is the time of year he started to slow down last year. Maybe those four games off are gonna, or five games off, are gonna help him um, keep going all the way through December. But this is the time of year he hit the wall last year. I'll do San Francisco for two units, best bet.
0: The best bet.
2: Dave, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, getting eight and a half points at the Cleveland Browns forty one the total.
1: So I'll lean to the Bengals. They are a much better team with Andy Dalton at quarterback. And if you recall the uh, the Browns absolutely rubbed it in the Bengals face here at the uh, end of the year when they um, beat up on the Bengals last year. And so I think that um, this is a case where this game means a lot more to Cincinnati than it does to Cleveland. and frankly, got to worry about Cleveland and their attitude the dream crusher at five and seven they're looking at the standings and they know they can't make the playoffs in any realistic manner uh the rest of the way so lean Cincinnati
0: yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna put a unit on the Bengals getting the eight and a half points I, I think they're gonna keep this game close John Ross activated off IR Andy Dalton starting again I wouldn't be totally stunned if they won it. I don't think that they will, but I think they'll keep it close. So one unit, actually, I'm going to go two units, two units on the Bengals getting eight and a half points.
2: Ross, the Atlanta Falcons are at home. They're laying two and a half points against the Carolina Panthers with a total of 48.
0: Yeah, this is a pass for me. I mean, with the Carolina firing Ron Rivera, really not sure how they'll react to that. Um, I still think Carolina is a decent team. So part of me would want to put like a unit on Carolina, getting the two and a half points, but they have struggled as of late. I'll just lean Carolina.
1: Yeah, puzzling line move
0: because this line's moving up to
1: three. And normally when a team fires their coach, you see money come on that team. It's not happening in this case. And you've got to wonder whether this may not be the market saying that Ron Rivera was a very popular coach in Carolina might not res- be responding positively to this change. I'll pass.
2: Steve, the Minnesota Vikings lay in 14 points at home against the Detroit Lions, 42.5 our total.
1: So this should be, normally would be a kill spot for Minnesota, that 1 o'clock Eastern time that Kirk Cousins is so good at. Minnesota is really good at beating up on bad teams. But uh, Minnesota came out of that Monday night game all banged up. So Thielen's not 100%. Diggs goes out for a while. Um, the running back, um, Dalvin Cook, gets injured. He's not going to be 100%. And so with all your skill position players compromised, i got a question whether you can cover a spread this big. I'll pass.
0: Yeah, I I kind of like Detroit here getting 14 points. I'm going to put one unit on the Lions. Uh, you know, they've had extra time. They played Thanksgiving. It's a short week for the Vikings who are beat up coming back from Seattle. The Lions were home on Thanksgiving. I actually think Blau has a chance to be better this week. You know, he's gotten some more reps. He's chucking it to those receivers. So one unit on the Lions. And you mentioned earlier, Brian I'll just reiterate that, um, you know, all of these Lions come to us from betonline.ag, where you use the promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% welcome bonus. And hopefully I'll win the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge again here soon, so that you all can go ahead and uh, get some more money in your account.
2: Moving on, Ross, it's Miami at the New York Jets. Five and a half point favorites are the Jets with a total of 44.
0: You know, everything's telling me to go with the Dolphins here, but it feels like it could be a bounce back game for the Jets. And, you know, the Dolphins had let me down a couple weeks in a row where I was expecting them to play well, they didn't. And then, of course, they play well when I wasn't expecting them to play well against the Eagles. I'll just lean Miami.
1: Yeah, I'm going to lean to the Jets here. I think that I'm frankly kind of surprised that this spread is as low as it is, as well as the Jets have played. So, I mean, if you put things in perspective, you know, last week the Jets were laying three and a half at Cincinnati, Cincinnati and Miami. Comparable teams, I would argue the Bengals are are better with Dalton. Now the Jets are at home, and they're only laying two more points, laying five and a half, so I'll pass the game, though.
2: Final game in the 1 o'clock Eastern window. It's Indianapolis at Tampa Bay, Steve. And the Bucks favored by three with a total of 47 and a half.
1: Look at these Tampa Bay Bucks and how much the markets love the Bucks, Laying three now against Indy, and I, I can see it. Indy, um, that was a, a crushing loss. Tied 17-17, and Vinatieri gets the kick blocked. And you got to wonder why Indy has gone with Vinatieri all year long. Um, but um, with um, skill position players banged up, um, T.Y. Hilton and Mack, Indy has not been the same team. And you got to wonder if Brissett is really playing at 100% as well. I'll pass the game.
0: Yeah, this is a pass for me. I don't even really have much of a lean either way. Colts have been disappointing. Bucks have been consistently inconsistent. I'll pass.
2: Ross, the Chargers getting three points. They are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Total 43.
0: Chargers are laying three points. Um, did you say giving? I thought you said getting. Um, Either way, they're minus but,
2: three. How about that?
0: Yeah, Chargers minus three. Jags. Jags have Minshew back in. I think the Jags are a better team when they have Minshew in there. Chargers coming across the country. I think the Jags find a way to get this win. I'll take the three points. Two units on Jacksonville getting the three units they play better with Minshew they lie I don't know why but they do he's more effective than Foles. two units on the Jags getting the three three points
1: yeah so I'm gonna pass this game you know the Chargers really have been playing well except for they lose every game which I know sounds ridiculous but you know you think back to that Raider loss where Rivers turned over twice in the first quarter and they you know won all the stats lost the game by two and then the loss against Denver was just ridiculous last week and now that they've got derwin james back they got phillips back so they're stocked back at safety the chargers should be a darn good team but i'm really worried about their chemistry and like you said uh ross the chemistry should be better for jacksonville i did want to ask you how does a team respond when you're paying a guy 25 mil a year like Foles, and he's a complete and utter dud i guess now that he's on the bench team probably responds well right
0: I would think so. I, I would think that they would – not that, not that they want to show that it was his fault, but I I do think that they kind of believe in the, the moxie and swag that Minshew brings, yeah. Just going to be a pass for me on this game, though.
2: All right. Uh, so I guess, Steve, it's your turn. It's Kansas City. It's at New England. Uh, New England minus three points, 48.5 the total.
1: So I can't bet against New England because they're off of a loss, and Belichick typically does his best work in that situation. And just in general, New England is a team you don't want to bet against. We've spoken about that before. They have a great spread record, but I'm really high on Kansas City. I think Kansas City lost those games because Mahomes was not at 100% um, when he had the ankle injury and then when he had the kneecap injury. So they dropped three games with them. They had three games with Matt Moore. This is a sleeping giant the Chiefs are that could well be the best team in the NFL. so I can make a case for both teams. I'm gonna pass.
0: yeah, this is uh this is a weird line and weird game for me i I mean, I'm obviously tempted to take the Chiefs the way the Patriots have been playing, the way the Chiefs have been playing. But it just seems like this is when the Patriots always end up playing well. I'll put one unit on the Chiefs, but I don't feel good about it. One unit getting the three points.
2: And Rossi, Pittsburgh Steelers are laying two and a half points at the Arizona Cardinals, 43 and a half for total.
0: You know, I'm going to pass this game. I, I tend to think the Cardinals are going to come out and play much better than they did last week. Um, much better they were humbled by the Rams. So I'm not going to put that much faith in duck Hodges to lay the two and a half points. Although I still kind of think the Steelers will find a way to win, but this is just a lean Arizona for me.
1: Yeah. I'm going to lean to Arizona as well. If it goes to three, I will take Arizona and just a matter of buying low on Arizona, as bad as they played and man, were the Rams receivers wide open, lots of yards after catch in the game last week. But, um, I can't help but think at the end of the year, we might not say, you know, we'll look back on this game and say, Pittsburgh, Arizona, they were almost comparable teams. What was Pittsburgh doing laying points on the road? So lean Arizona.
2: Steve, the Tennessee Titans laying two and a half points at the Oakland Raiders with a total of 47.5. All
1: right. Well, this one just screams to back Oakland here. So we've got two teams that up until last week were pretty comparable over the course of the season, they had the same records and Tennessee's tied 17 all and they get a block field goal touchdown and win by 14 ultimately with a defensive touchdown later. And Oakland gets smashed by Kansas city. But um, again, I don't see that much separating the two and I got Oakland coming home. The black hole has been very, very good for them this year. They have had a really good atmosphere there and a Tennessee Titan team that I get at 10 ale. Much, much better than Mariota. But still, a team that's just a little bit better than average. Oakland's catching points. I'll play Oakland for two yards.
0: Wow. Yeah, I can't do it. Not after the way the Raiders played the last couple of weeks. Not after the way the Titans have been playing. Tempted to go head-to-head uh, against you here, but I'm going to pass. Uh, I just feel like the Raiders have played better at home and they'll probably play better in this game. So This is just a pass for me.
2: Sunday night football, Ross, the Seattle Seahawks also laying 2.5 points at the L.A. Rams, 46 and a half the total.
0: Man, the Seahawks, they just get into these one-score games and they win them. I think this will probably be the case again. Rams kind of got a little bit of their mojo back last Sunday against the Cardinals. Short week for Seattle after a tough game. This is a pass for me. I'd probably still lean Seattle, but... I don't know. I don't feel like laying the points.
1: Rams are going to win this game. Uh, Seattle eight and one in games decided by eight points or less. And a big part of that is Russell Wilson working his magic and being so good. But um, some of it also was good situations for Seattle. They were in a good spot against Minnesota. I thought on Monday night Uh, and bottom line is when these teams played earlier in the year, yes, Seattle won a close game that you can argue, well, that's what they do. Well, Not really. I mean, Greg Zerline missed a 43-yard field goal at the buzzer, and that was ultimately the game. And so if that game was that close in Seattle, we should have another really close game here in L.A. I'll take the Rams, two units.
2: Monday night football to wrap it up. The Giants getting 8.5 points at the Eagles, Steve. Total is 47.
1: So what's going on here? Eli Manning has been named the starter Monday versus Philadelphia, and the betting market's kind of don't really care very much. Um, not much of a movement at all in the point spread. I'll tell you this, this Philadelphia team, after that defense melted on the field against Miami, I don't know what to think because they had been playing so well. So I don't trust the Philly defense. I do trust Philly to smash the Giants like they always do in the divisional game. Um, because of that, I'm just going to pass this game
0: yeah so no line movement with the Eli news, huh?
1: No line movement
0: wow well i gotta I gotta pass the game uh I will be on the sideline for that one. Eli playing definitely makes it more interesting. I think there'll be more eyeballs people will be curious to see how Eli plays after sitting for so long but i I really at this point, I don't know what I'm gonna get out of Eli, and I definitely don't know what I'm gonna get out of the Philadelphia Eagles so. This is a pass for me um, all the way. Good stuff as always, Steve. Hopefully we can keep it going. Speaking of keeping it going, those of you that are trying to keep your fantasy football seasons going, make sure you check out the Fantasy Feast Eaten podcast because Joe Dolan's the man. Andrew Brandt was extraordinary on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast today like he almost always is. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money